welcome to In My Muck episode 385 on Monday the 28th, I think, of March 2016. I'm your host Stephen Layton. Welcome to In My Mug. Welcome to the news. So news, um, I am off to China this weekend. So next week's will be recorded there. Um, I've no idea where yet, but somewhere in China, in Shanghai. Um, but it may be a little late because there are firewalls getting data out of uh, China and I don't know whether I'll be able to use Dropbox or not and all of those things. But I will endeavour to get it up as soon as possible. So if it's a little late, please bear with me. Um, I hope you all enjoyed last week's In My Mug at the Coffee Works project. I know I did. Um, I really hope that some of you have been in to say hi as well to them there because it's just an amazing location. I mean, you can see from the filming how busy they are. But it'd be nice to make them a little busier. Like, uh, give them the, the love of In My Mug. And the Stand Art magazine is still available on the site. You should definitely go buy it. It is fantastic. Uh, we're very, very pleased with how many we sold. We don't have too many left, but you should go and snap up the last few. And that was the news. Um, time to focus on, and this week it's going to be on Peabris. So I searched the internet for what a Peabri, a description of a Peabri, and I came up with that Peabris are prized uh, for their richer, more intense flavour, um, and that the annual crop only produces a small number of Peabris. And that's kind of true, that it produces a small amount. I'm not so sure um, about the richer uh, uh, and kind of, yeah, more intense, um, that I, you know, yeah. Well, there's some good peabris and some bad peabris, just like there is everything. And they are rare because, you know, typically the peabri crop will be about 5-10%. It can be up to 20% with certain varietals, which are kind of weighted towards having more peas. But really, you're looking between 5 and 10% as the normal amount. And what happens is, inside a coffee cherry, you have two, what they call pistols. And basically, these are the things that the seeds grow on. And sometimes one of those pistols misfires, um, and it means only one bean forms in the cherry. And because it doesn't have any partner to push against, it kind of turns round, um, and they're like they're much kind of smaller and more intense, I guess. But I, yeah, I don't have that. But um, because there is only one seed, um, it is thought that you know more nutrients can go into it and all the rest of it. But again, I don't subscribe to it. Some are good, some are bad. Um, this week's is obviously good, otherwise I wouldn't be bringing it bringing it to you. Um, but I've tasted lots that aren't. Anyway, um, let's stop talking about it, let's go and taste it. That was Focus On. So this week's coffee comes from the Bibi Plantation in India and is called um, Indian Bibi Peabri Bold, give us his full title. Um, the, the farm is five hours drive towards the coast from Bangalore and lies in a small town called Suntikopa. Uh, which uh, has a very small population, about 20-25,000 people and is amongst the Korg Hills uh, of southern India um, and it really is in the heart of the growing region called Karantaka um, and there are lots of small and medium sized farms it's actually fairly low altitude, I mean you, you quite often hear me talk about 1800-1900 metres and this is six to 800 metres above sea level um, but uh, yeah it just goes to show again that altitude doesn't mean all of that. Um, 
This is a 250-acre plantation. Now, that's a medium-sized farm for India, but that's pretty big. Uh, and it's been in the moods... Musakatu, oh I can't pronounce it, sorry. I'm sorry, Fayaz. In Fayaz's family uh, since 1960. Fayaz took over in 1990 and ever since then has been going on like a replanting, uh, rebuilding, um, reinvesting. Um, and he lives on the farm, uh, lives on the farm with his two children, uh, Rihanna and Tara, and his wife, who is Sonia. Um, I think it's fair to say that. Fayaz is a little bit of a environmentalist. Um, he, it, we had a very long talk about um, how he loves shade and how shade just not only helps the coffee tree but helps the habitat. So he gets lots of birds, lots of insects. Um, it, it, the interesting story he's telling me about the elephants sometimes just wander through as well from the uh, from the neighbouring forest, um, which I guess doesn't happen so much in Stafford, but must happen a lot more there. Um, and although he's not organic certified, he doesn't use any chemicals, he doesn't use any weed killers, um, he does everything by like hand, so basically if there's weeds, he goes and, him and his workers go and pull them out, um, and he, he does a lot of composting, he's like using animal manure and things, and he's been doing this way before it was really cool and trendy. Um, and he's also using the, the, the waste pulp of the cherries um, as, as well to fertilise fertilize the farm. Um, the help he has on the farm, he has about 100 people who work on the plantation uh, and around about 50 of them live actually on the farm um, where he provides free housing, free electricity, free medical assistance, uh, he has uh, free education um, and he's basically like if people need to borrow money he has a system set up where he can do uh, real loans but like low cost loans. Um, and one of the things that stuck with me when Fayaz came last time, we were talking about all of these things, and I said, yeah, it must be a, a lot of work to be able to run a farm, but then also to run like a mini village. He says, it's kind of like looking after a family of 100 people. Um, and I like that idea that he treats everybody like his family because th that's kind of what we try to do here at Has Been, is we, we have a very family approach to, uh, to doing it. But yeah, anyway, we should get to the figures. The farm is called Bibi. Um, it is in India. Uh, the varietal is red catasia. Um, it is fully washed and dried on patios. It's altitude of 600 to 800 meters above sea level. It is owned by Fayaz and his family. The nearest town is Suntikopa. Um, and it's in the Kanataka <coughs> state. Um, okay, that's enough mispronunciations for me. It's time for this week's map bit. So here I am waving, always, always waving. And we're going up, up and away, and we're gonna go up to see the United Kingdom. The United Kingdom of these great British Isles. And instead of growing across the Atlantic, we're going the other way. Oh my God, something's happening. Uh, something weird's happening. And we're gonna go and look at India and the, is Asia a continent? I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Um, but we're going to go down to India, which is a huge country, as you can see. And interestingly, India consumes about half of the world's whiskey. 
uh, and I consume the other half personally. Um, so yeah, interesting little fact tech there. Um, we're going down to the details and we can see the different states there. I mean, this is a huge place. Um, you kind of don't get the scale of India until you really start looking at maps and, and how large it is. Let's go down to the plantation. And this little dot here is Fayaz's house. Um, it's, that's how much detail we have. Beautifully groomed. Uh, you can see there's some plantation parts there. Um, so this is the plantation where the coffee and the pepper grown side by side. And that's his house. Um, you can't get any more exact than that really, can you, when you can kind of... Uh, that might even be his bedroom. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the detail that we have for the map bit for uh, for this one. It's a nice one we can kind of get right into those uh, those little bits. And let's look at the lowest points of India. So the lowest point is the ocean, the Indian Ocean, I guess. And then uh, Hashir Junga, which is 8,598 metres above sea level, which is quite high, isn't it? And that was the different, the weird map bit. Hope that was interesting and fun. Um, but now it's something time for something that won't be interesting or fun. It's time for Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. India is one of the few countries in the world where coffee production is still growing. This year it's expected to be around three and a half million tonnes. Grow India, grow! That was an interesting fact from Roland. That's because Roland didn't find out the fact and I did. All the interesting ones are mine. Anyway, um, speaking of interesting, it's time for me to go and get interesting coffee. Just see the tenuous link there. <coughs> Why am I still coughing? Um, yeah, that's the coffee grinding right now, and I'll be back with you in just a second. We are back. Let's go into the espresso. So, Indian coffee. We don't have so much Indian coffee. This is the only Indian coffee I've ever liked. Um, we had... Actually, no, that's not true. We had another one, which was a biodynamic, which I can't think where it was from. Oh. Balmadi. Balmadi, and that was fantastic. Um, this is equally as good. And Fayaz is amazing. So, in the espresso, I'm getting actually lots of dark chocolate, which I don't normally get. Real dark chocolate, but there's a leathery kind of... Just, in a really good way, a kind of leather-stroked tobacco. But then it goes into this dark chocolate, and then a beautiful nuttiness. I mean, it just finishes really, really well. Um, it's a re I know it's called Indian Peabody Bold, and it's really cheesy to say this is really bold coffee. It's very kind of big, and but it's really big and it's really bold. Um, and I think it is going to absolutely excel here. And it does. You get all of those big coffee notes. You get a really big coffee flavour come through. But you also get a sweetness of the milk mixing with it. And that nuttiness really comes through in the aftertaste. It's really like roasted hazelnuts. It's fantastic. It really is fantastic cappuccino. And then into the brood. Now for once, 
I'm going to say I don't think it performs as well in the brood. Maybe I screw up the brood a little, but it's not as good. It's a little kind of, the, the leather is definitely there, the tobacco is definitely there. The, some of the sweetness is lost, and the dark chocolate isn't prevalent. But really as an espresso and cappuccino based coffee, it is phenomenal. It really is. Um, I know this is going to divide some opinion, this coffee. I hope you give it a chance. I hope you will be open-minded towards it because it really is a fantastic coffee. Uh, and I'm very, very happy that we have this relationship with Fayaz. Okay, we are done. Time to wrap up. Thank you for joining me, as always. And do remember, life is definitely too short.